Praise the Lord. Amen. Good to be with you guys today on Kingdom Concepts. I'm here in the studio again with my beautiful daughter, Alea, and we've been having a wonderful, wonderful time. Amen. Talking about a thankful heart, a grateful heart, and today we're going to be talking about a joyful heart. And, you know, I love these positive things, mm -hmm. you know, especially living in a <laughs> negative world, you yeah. know. Uh, right. We're not talking about, you know, 10 ways that you can make yourself more depressed, you know. <laughs> um, we're here to talk about, you know, things that build you up, amen. Being thankful, being grateful, not only causes you to feel good, it makes the people that you express that towards feel good. And when it comes to having a joyful heart, I think that as a believer, it's paramount, amen, that you have joy. Yeah. You know, without joy, life would be hard. Mm -hmm. you and you're know? sour. And yeah. you need Botox. Yeah, you want them getting all wrinkled out and ugly and, you know, nasty on the inside, shows on the outside. No, no, what I've learned is that, you know, when it comes to joy, joy, you know, uh, and we'll get into this, you know, it's a fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's part of the character of God. We serve a joyful God. Yep. You think about all these beautiful emotions we have, you know, joy, peace, kindness, meekness, temperance, all these. These are all the, the character, you know, of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it should be evident in our lives as well because we are little G's, yeah. like you used to say. Yeah. You know, I remember in your study growing up, you had this um, painting of Jesus, mm -hmm. and he was smiling. Yeah, my laughing yep, Jesus. Your laughing Jesus. And that's how we should be. We should be joyful. Even in, when it doesn't seem like something to be joyful about, you can still find an element of joy in it. Yeah. You really can. Like. There's even if you've lost a loved one, I think that that's one of the biggest ways that I could try to give as an example of when you lost a loved one and you go to a Christian funeral, we talk about looking at the ahead, you know, yeah. we're going to see them again. But then also we say, you know, you've oh, I've been to so many funerals that you've done, you know, and you'll say, OK, well, when you go over to the, you know, reception area. I want you to talk about all the great times you've had with mm -hmm. them. And you always put joy in front of them mm -hmm. because it heals our heart. Yeah. It really is. It's a medicine. Yeah, it, it is, you know, and it's so important, you know, that we understand, you know, the, the, the power of joy, the force of joy, because it's something that should be a dominant force in the life of a yeah. believer because God never promised that while you're on this earth, things are going to be just so easy. No. <laughs> what he did promise is that you would have victory. What yeah. he did promise is that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. What he did promise is that he'll supply everything you need to get the job done. Yeah. And joy is essential mm -hmm. if you're going to have success because when you're going through things yeah. or growing through things, uh, it doesn't feel good at the time, you know, what you're no. growing through. And so you have to have something to set your joy on. Yeah, yeah. There has to be something that you're giving attention to that causes joy to rise because it'll give you the power to be able to endure whatever you need to endure, mm -hmm. you know, until that thing produces, you know. Yeah. You have to have joy in the journey. Yeah. That's what you guys told us. You told us, um, you know, that we need to have joy in the journey. And that's one of the things when um, I started Ministry Mamas is that is the title of it, Joy in the Journey. Yeah. Because you go through a lot growing up and raising kids and doing ministry and just different things like that. And you need to be able to have joy in it. You know, I was just talking a few weeks ago to another, uh, you know, a pastor's kid, you know, and she's having a, a baby and, and, you know, there's just a lot of emotions and just different things that go yeah. with that. And one of the things that I told her is, you know what, Joy in the Journey. You just have to have joy in the journey. And um, I even found myself saying it again when I was talking to a group of ladies and they were our uh, 
our group circle turned into more of a what don't we like about the state and what don't we like about these restrictions <laughs> and the pandemic. And I was like, well, you know what? <laughs> I think we just need to have joy in the journey. And it was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, And then it changed yeah. the whole environment, it changed the whole atmosphere. Because if you're just focusing on you know, what's not joyful, you're going you're gonna to just wallow through yeah. life versus seeing a joy comes in that journey and it comes in different forms. You know, sometimes it's thinking of past memories yeah. and sometimes it's just laughing at yourself, laughing that you're in that position and um, doing the fake out the devil and ha 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 and yeah, you're not yeah. going to get me down. Yeah. There's different ways joy manifests in our lives as a believer. Yeah. And it produces. Yep. It produces so much. And I think that, you know, that's one of the reasons why we chose this as a subject today was because of what joy does produce, you know. You know, joy, to be joyful means to have a feeling. Mm -hmm. It means to, um, to be expressing or causing great pleasure and happiness. It means to be delighted, gratified, happy, pleased. It means to be satisfied. Mm. And, that's, and that, these are all beautiful things, you know, because when you're, when you're satisfied and when you feel good, when you have good feelings, you know, you, you look at life different. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think that when it comes to the force of joy, you know, joy is the thing that's always, joy will always bring hope with it. Yeah. You know, you find the two of those things together because joy is you celebrating something, like you said, maybe something that's already happened, you're joyful over something. But at the same time, it's like you're, you're celebrating something that you know is getting ready to happen. Yeah. You're celebrating it before it manifests. And I think it's so important for us to understand that, you know, that, uh, you know, that God wants us to be pleased. Mm -hmm. You know, God wants us to be happy. You know, he, he, you know, the Bible says happy are the people whose God is their Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that when you come to that place to where Jesus Christ has been made the Lord of your life, man, he crowns you. Yeah. You know, with so many beautiful things, you have all of the promises. He gives you the gospel, which means good news. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not the bad news. It's the good news. Yeah. He gives you this beautiful covenant that he refuses to break. You know, you have this God that says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He won't abandon you even when you have your bad days. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, he's always reaching for you. And he promises us, hey, man, I'm preparing a place for you because where I'm at, I want you to be with me and I want you to be with me forever. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of things to be joyful about. Yeah. And in, in my heart, I'm like, Lord, you know, I, I want to have joy at the center of who I am. That's why... You know, having a joyful heart means that, you know, you have a heart that's delighted. You have a heart that's happy. You have this gratitude inside of you. Amen. And it's not just a part of you. You know, to have a joyful heart means that, you know, your heart is the center of of anything. Mm -hmm. Your heart is the center of, you know, how you feel. It's the center of your intellect. And, and when you have heart, it's also that place where you where you have courage. Yeah. You know, and it's a beautiful thing when you have joy with your courage. Yeah, that's really good. And I like what you said. You said the force of joy. Yes. It's because that I could see the force of joy. And when you think of it that way, yeah, it does go hand in hand with your courage. Yeah. It does. It, it sets you up to succeed, I think. And um, I think there's a difference between being happy and being joyful. There's yeah. a lot of people, a lot of believers that they have happy moments, but yeah. they're not joyful. Yeah. There's a difference. And I remember um, hearing a, a speaker one time, and they were uh, speaking over something. They were speaking that joy would come upon them. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, like, 
that that person didn't fully understand what that were being what was being spoken over them because again you can live your life and have happy moments and think oh I have joy no you don't because when it's hard if you can't find something joyful mm-hmm. when things get hard mm-hmm. then you just have happy moments yeah you don't have that joy that joy is that anchor you know it's that medicine it's it's all those things that we just talked about and it's that force of joy so I feel uh, the way I see it is when you said that, I just saw like this force opposing you. And then the moment you have that joy, that spirit, that fruit of the spirit, that joy just knocks it right out. Yeah. That for, It's a forceful thing. It's not some little, oh, joy, so happy. It's not. It's forceful. Yeah. That's so awesome. And, and you know, and, and, and being joyful, you know, it, it, it's a choice. Yeah, it's a choice. It's a choice, but it's also a part of who you are as a Christian, it, mm-hmm. it's something that should be growing inside of you. It doesn't matter yeah. if you were always an upset person, uh, you know, a, a, a sour puss, you know, it doesn't <laughs> matter, you know, what kind of a person you were, because if you're in Christ, the Bible says you're a new creature, a new creature, new creation, old things pass away. Everything becomes new. Yeah. And you can tell when someone's been spending time with God. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to show up in their life. Yeah. It's going to show up in how they live, and it's going to show up in how they act, how they react, and it's definitely going to show up in their mouth. Yeah. You know, and I know for like me, when I got saved, you know, there was a lot of things that changed instantly, but there was other stuff that it took time because <laughs> some things have to grow. And um, I, I know I smiled more, you know, after I got saved. And there, there was a joy inside of me, the joy of my salvation that joy of knowing that everything I've done wrong is forgiven. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's been not just covered, it's been washed away yeah. by the blood of Jesus. And, and I'm no longer that man. And I'm no longer bound to the, to the shame of that sin. I'm no longer bound to the consequences of that sin, even the memory of that sin. Yeah. You know, God saves us to the uttermost. That's the joy of our salvation. It's knowing that that there's a God that that his love for us is greater than the mistakes that we've made. And, and his love is, is, is unfailing. And to be joyful means that you're not just operating on a little bit. Yeah. You know, to have a joyful heart means that your heart is overflowing with pleasure. Your heart is overflowing with a satisfaction, with delight and gratitude in knowing that you are the Lord's and that the Lord's is yours and that nobody can take you from him. And I think that's why, you know, you can find Christians, and this is what's beautiful about developing that joy, Mm -hmm. is because you can find Christians in some of the most adverse circumstances and situations. And when you have a joyful heart, it'll show up in places where it would never show up. Yeah. without God. Yeah, that's true. I think of Paul and Silas. Mm-hmm. Here you have two guys that are out doing the right thing. They set this demon-possessed girl free. And what happens? They get thrown in jail. <laughs> like, they oh. get thrown in prison. Yeah, and not just in prison. I mean, they get the thrown inner, in the inner prison. The inner, <laughs> inner, you know, where they threw, you know, the nastiest criminals. They're bound hand and foot, you know. Yeah. And they're in the deepest part of the dungeon. They've been beaten, you know, mm-hmm. bad. You know, and then what do they do? They just start praising the Lord. Yeah. You know, and I don't know what happened inside that jail cell. You know, maybe one of them started giggling. I think that's exactly (laughs) what happens. I think that is so what happens because that's what happens in our life. When you have like, I just remember, I remember one time, I don't know if you remember, but you were at the house. It was right after we had Liam, which is our third. 
and it would just seem like you know he wasn't he wasn't eating right we had to go to the doctor I was just so sad you know and then there was that and then it was like something else happened on top yeah. of that something else happened with our car ride on top of that and after so now we have this not only this new baby we have you know health things that are going on that we have something with our car and I don't know about you if something ever happened to your car mm. it's not a happy time and so I remember, you, I think it was you and Mark, you guys closed the door and Mark walked in and you're coming down behind him and mom's there. And um, we just start laughing. I, I just remember Mark and I looking at each other and just start laughing because it's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. It's like, if anything could have gone wrong, it went wrong. Yeah. And so we just started laughing. And so I feel that that's what Paul and Silas did. It was like, uh, you know what, devil, yeah. whatever. You're not going to take it, whatever. Right. Well, you know, the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yeah. And you think about that. There's times I remember when, um, when one of your aunts, um, when she is, was diagnosed with cancer, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, just that, you know, it that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it can knock the wind out of you. Yeah. And I remember when you know when she was talking to your mom and stuff, you know, she started laughing, mm -hmm. and your mom's like, "This isn't the time for you to be yeah. laughing." <laughs> you know, they <laughs> told her they were going to give her a yeah, mastectomy. Yeah, and she, mastectomy starts she starts laughing. She starts laughing, and your mom's like. Uh, you know, th th you know, th this isn't the time for that, you know, and it's like, no, it was the yeah. time for that, you know, and, and I remember our first pastor, this is what she said. She said, you know what she said, when bad things are happening, when crazy stuff's taking place, she said, you just need to jump up and start rejoicing. She said, cause it confuses the devil. Yep. And that's what it is, is that, you know, that joyful heart, you know, it, it, it does so much for, you, you know, and the joy of the Lord. Yes, it is a strength because we know we know what's on the other side of opposition. Mm -hmm. We know what's on the other side of the test. There's a testimony. Yeah. We we know that on the other side of the devil trying to make you a victim, there's a victory. Yeah. You know, we we know how this thing we've read the back of the book. Mm -hmm. we, we win. win. Right? Amen. And and all you have to do is learn to endure. Yeah. But it's better to endure with joy. Yeah. It's in, it's better to endure with joy because, you know, just to endure is not enough. Yeah. You know, you want to have a, you have to have something that you're, that's, that you're allowing to develop and grow in you. Cause that's the thing is that God wants some things to grow inside of you. So that way, when life happens, mm -hmm. you have everything you need, yeah. you know, to handle those moments. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, we have a scripture we want to share with you guys right now. It's in Galatians chapter five. And I know many of you already know this scripture, but Galatians chapter five, and we're going to read verse 22 through 23. And I'm going to read out the New Living Translation. Okay. So Galatians 5, 22 through 23, New Living Translation says it this way. Amen. Right before that, you'll read how it talks about the works of the flesh, mm -hmm. you know, because flesh takes work. How I many know your flesh can't just do what it wants? How I many know it, the, it's called the works of the flesh, which means you have to employ it. Amen. You can't just have fits of carnality and flesh out. You know, you have flesh to give out. your flesh a job. You know what I'm saying? When people say, well, you know, you made me do it. No, they didn't. You hired that flesh. Yeah. You gave it a job, you know? So it's called the works of the flesh. You know, it's something that you have to employ. It's mm -hmm. a choice. Yeah. But when it comes to the fruit of the spirit, that's a different thing. It isn't the works of the, of the fruit. You know, it's you grow fruit. Fruit mm -hmm. is something that you develop. It's yep, something time. that matures. It takes time. Yeah. And so he says right here, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Check this out. Love. Amen. Big time. Amen. God is love. And you cannot know God and not love. Yeah, you know that's what I'm saying? true. You can't. You can't. 
If you're going to know God, you're going to know love. Amen? Because God is love. And it says right here, the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, come on, is love, it's joy, mm -hmm. amen, joy that's unspeakable and full of glory, it's peace, come on, shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken. That's yeah. peace. Peace doesn't mean the absence of conflict. Yeah. What it means is that when all hell's breaking loose. You have peace in the midst of it. You're not moved. Yep, you can be calm. Yeah, you're settled. Calm, cool, and collected. That's it. And then he goes on to say right here, it's patience, which is translated from the King James word, long suffering. <laughs> <laughs> long suffering. <laughs> we don't like that part. Which means you're going to suffer long. <laughs> uh, kindness. Amen. Goodness. Faithfulness. Come on. This is a fruit of the spirit. Faithfulness. Man, let us be found faithful. Gentleness and self-control. There is no law against these things. Mm. You know why there's no law? Because it's something that you have no control over when you're a believer. Mm -hmm. In this respect, it grows. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Works are something you do. When you break the speed limit, it's because you chose to break the speed limit. You know, when you when you break the law, it's because you chose to break the yeah. law. You know what I'm saying? It's the works of the flesh. It's mm -hmm. the, you know what I'm saying? There, there's a price tag to you doing that. But when it comes to the fruit of the spirit, fruit is something that grows and there's mm -hmm. no law against it because you know what? These, these right here, these nine fruits, amen, are qualities mm -hmm. of the character of God. What you find in the Lord, his character is what this is. Yeah. The fruit of the spirit. That's where the, that's where these things are. They're growing out of the Holy Ghost in you. Yeah, that's good. You know, out of that relationship you have. And, and this is the thing is that, you know, I'll throw a little extra in there. Is that, you know, you have nine fruits of the spirit. Mm -hmm. There's also nine gifts of the spirit, mm -hmm. you know. And in the Old Testament, that priest, you know, that, that the high priest, the robe that they would wear, it had nine bells mm -hmm. and nine pomegranates sewn on the hem on the bottom. Mm -hmm. So there was a pomegranate and a bell, a pomegranate and a bell, a pomegranate and a bell. And it was symbolic of the fruits of the Spirit, the nine fruits and the mm -hmm. nine gifts. So that when the priest would walk, it made this beautiful sound. It mm -hmm. made this beautiful sound. But gifts without fruit says that you sound like a gong. Yes. You know what I'm That's saying? It. Your gifts don't mean nothing if you don't have the fruit. Yeah. You know, the character of God is so important. And, you know, in, and in reading these things, you see that, you know, these are the things that you find in someone that has been allowing the Lord to develop mm -hmm. them. You know, how important are the, how important is the fruit of the spirit? How important is it for you to have the fruit of the spirit versus you being a fruit? <laughs> <laughs> Very important. Uh, nobody wants to follow a fruit. <laughs> yeah. That's a cereal. <laughs> That's a cereal. It tricks up a kid. Tricks up a kid. <laughs> you heard it here. Can you contest? <laughs> oh, no. It's so important. You... You can't expect to have longevity without implementing this in your life. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You will rise and fall because like you said, you'll have your gifts can take you somewhere. Mm -hmm. But if you're not developed in the fruit of the spirit same way as your character, if you're not developed in which goes hand in hand, yeah. you don't have the fruit of the spirit, then you're just noisy and people lose interest. Yeah. And the amount of people you can reach, it mm -hmm. diminishes. And you know, a lot of times if you don't have the character of God, yeah. but you're trying to operate godly. Yeah, you're trying to do you're, things for yeah. God, but not being but you like don't have God. It. 
you're going to fail in that. You will. You'll fail. You'll dry out. You'll be overwhelmed. You'll be every over that you could think of overwhelmed. You know, you'll be um, burned out. You start using all these fancy Christian vernaculars yeah. for why you're yeah. failing at doing something God called you to do. And God never calls you without equipping you. Yeah. And you've taught us that. He's never called you without equipping you. But a lot of times people don't want to go back to the word. Yeah. If you just go back to the word and you start letting these things grow in your life, which means trimming some areas that shouldn't be in there. Yeah. And I heard this one time a minister said that a lot of times when people ask God, oh, you know, Lord, help me, you know, break me kind of thing. They feel like the Lord's going to go through and that he's going to landscape. But they said, really, he's excavating. Yeah. They said they just want something pretty. They want, you know, this, oh, Lord, plant some flowers in my yeah. life. And he's like, no, we're going <laughs> to excavate. The, the, the pruning force. We're forks. taking <laughs> things out. Yeah, so that these things can grow. Because you can't, I mean, I'm barely trying to grow actual plants. A lot of stuff dies in my house. <laughs> like as far as, you know, fish Your and things. Plants are doing good. <laughs> no, I got real ones. They're working. <laughs> I, have to, I have to do a lot of stuff to keep them alive. But... In order for certain things to thrive, so I've read, um, you have to remove certain things to be next to them. Like mm -hmm. you can't have, you know, you can't, it's like you can't be allowing yourself to be prideful, but then expecting joy. Yeah. Uh, it's like that's not yeah. going to work, you know, and, and so on and so forth with other things like yeah. this. So It's weeds on your seeds. Yeah, definitely. And it chokes, it chokes the <laughs> word out and it becomes unfruitful. And yeah. this is the thing is that, you know, I've always taught you kids that, you know, character, godly character, which is the fruit of the spirit is the only thing that can keep you yep. where the anointing takes you. Yep. That's why you see people rise and fall because you got so many folks that want ministry, yeah. but they don't have godly character. You need to work on developing your character before you put yourself in ministry because God ain't going to put you into ministry without godly character. You'll hurt people. But yeah, it's true. You'll be a butcher. Yeah. You know, without the fruit of the spirit, you're going to cause some damage in the name of the Lord. And that's why some of you've been hurt before is you've had people doing things in the name of the Lord, but they yeah. didn't have godly character. Godly character is something that takes time. Yeah. There's no shortcuts. It's 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 something that you grow. It's something that you develop. And sometimes it's like what you said. There has to be a pruning mm -hmm. or like what I like to say is a purge. <laughs> There's a, a purge that has to <laughs> yeah. come and, and it doesn't always feel good. And, and, and you don't always look good after a purge either, <laughs> man. I remember that. I remember that. I never was a landscaper. I never, you know, I was always a grunt worker. You know, uh -huh. I go work out in the fields. I'm a welder, you know, I, I can do stuff like that. But I remember when I got saved and I'm going to church and uh, the little country church that we were going to had these hedges that were like eight foot from the wall. These things have been growing for years, probably since they built the church, you know, and they had rose bushes that were the same red, way. The little red flower things on them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would hide oh. behind those. The homeless people used to <laughs> yes, hide behind them yes, too. Yes, I would hide behind so them. We had these big old hedges. They're like eight foot out from the wall. We had rose bushes that were the same way. They were grown way out. And I remember the pastor told me, he goes, hey, he goes, because I volunteered for everything. Hey, can I clean the church? Can I, you know, do this or that? And he, I remember him telling me, I, I, I want those, all of those bushes trimmed. And I'm like, I don't know how to trim. Yeah. But my attitude was always, if the pastor asked me to <laughs> Get do it something, done. I'm anointed to do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I'll figure it out. Me and the I'm Lord, anointed. you know, I'm anointed. <laughs> and so I remember I got some, uh, some, some hedge clippers and I went over there and... <laughs> and I'm just trimming. I'm like, this. This is taking too long. 
and, and this just isn't good enough. I mean, these things are deep. You remember uh, how big they yeah, were? Yeah, I would hide look, behind that. The church looked like a big cheetah pet, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's so cool. And I remember, I remember just going to town, man. I just went in there and did an Edward Scissor hand yeah. on it. <laughs> and I remember I cut that stuff back. I think I found three homeless people in a campsite, you know? I mean? Right. I mean, I found liquor bottles. I found every, every toy that had been lost at that church, you know, since, since it was built. I mean, I trimmed those things back to the wall. I'm talking like there was like this much room between the hedges and the wall. It, but the rose bushes were in the very front of the church, and the pastor loved those rose bushes. <laughs> Man, I trimmed those things down. They looked like Charlie Brown Christmas trees <laughs> in front of the church. I'm talking twigs. Twigs. And I remember when he came to church, he's like, oh, my God, Josh, you killed it all. You killed it all. And I'm like, they said it'll grow back. <laughs> I'm like, I got so cut up trying to trim those things. I figured I'm going to trim them down to yeah. nothing. I'll, I'll be, Jesus will come or I'll be out of this church before they need to be trimmed again. And I remember, man, they you can tell they'd been pruned. You know mm -hmm. when something's been pruned. Mm -hmm. Amen. And same thing with people. As a pastor, I can tell when someone's going through a pruning. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? They They're bleed crying a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And, and I remember... You know, him just, oh, my God, you know, he, he just could not see the value in what I had done. I couldn't even really see the value. But, you know, but there's something about a pruning, a purge that causes things to happen. And this yeah. is what took place is that those, because they'd become overgrown and they were all wild, mm -hmm. they didn't produce a lot of flowers. Mm -hmm. There were rose bushes, but they didn't produce a lot of roses. Yeah, I didn't remember having them. Yeah, right? I remember the red yeah. little things and not those. When I, prune, when I prune those things, purged them all the way back to the wall, I'm telling you, the next season, man, those bushes produced more flowers than I'd ever seen there. Mm -hmm. There was just roses everywhere. It looked beautiful, uh -huh. you know, but it came through the purge. <laughs> That's right. I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> and so sometimes it's the same way when it comes to, you know, us and the things of the Lord, you know. And when it comes to a joyful heart, you know, I, I told you this earlier, you know, there are some things that are unmistakable marks of a faithful heart mm -hmm. is when someone has joy. You know that they've been with the Lord when they yeah. have that joy. You know? right. And so it's important that you allow joy in your life. Amen. Bible says that a merry heart, it's also good like a medicine. Man, it'll it'll just it'll it'll lift you up. Amen. It'll build you up. And so it's so important amen, that you have a joyful heart. Bible also tells us, you know, that you need to keep your eyes on Jesus, looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith, for the joy that he set before him, mm -hmm. he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now sitting down at the right hand of the Father. Jesus wasn't looking at the crucifixion. His mm -hmm. eyes were on the resurrection. That's yeah. why he had joy. And I'm telling you, if you'll look at the results of what you're doing for God, not the process to get there, I'm telling you, it'll give you the strength that you need to succeed. Yeah. Amen? Have a joyful yeah. heart. Like Endure the, the pruning and, the, <laughs> and watch and see what God can do through your life. Amen? God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Amen. We look forward to being with you guys again here on another episode of Kingdom Concepts.